Hello and welcome to the Things Nobody Tells You podcast. Welcome to today's episode, people. How are we doing? Yes, it's been a bit of a doozy of a week. We've had no daily episode so far. And this week is is when it's Wednesday. So you're just getting the niche episode. You're not getting a daily episode, which honestly, like not much has been going on. I've got things to talk about, but I'm not like really hot and bothered about stuff today or yesterday. So it's it was actually fine. It worked out. Like I feel like the episode wouldn't have it just wouldn't have been a hit. Wouldn't have been a hit. It would have been a miss. And it's like, why bother with misses anymore? So anyway, hi guys. Okay. I have been getting an influx of just emails from you guys. And I feel like let's just dive into the emails and I'll basically do I want to talk about like some of my icks with relationships just because like I'm in a freaking mood. I'm in a mood. Okay, I'm in a mood. Um, I'm in a mood and I have a lot of, I've been thinking about them a lot recently and I have some, I have some things to say, but I figured I'll just integrate it into some of the things you've sent in because it's all relevant. Basically, if you don't know, I have an email, it's in the description of wherever you're listening to this episode. You can write in with your buckle up, um, which is basically like what you need to buckle up about, like what's going on with you, or you can call into the hotline. And that phone number is is down below. I don't I don't put your name in it, so you're totally fine. Anyway, um, here's some of them, and I just want to go through them. I want to dive into them. I want to get into the buckle ups. I want to talk to you guys. I want to like write back in. Let me know what happens with all of these things. These are the ones I can play that are the, these are the ones I can speak out loud that aren't like I don't know too disturbing there was some disturbing ones I guess that comes with being on the internet pop off speaking of being on the internet not really on the internet anymore like my TikTok has been I have been in jail on TikTok for so long and if you haven't found me through TikTok you found this podcast another way I was like commanding quite a large viewership on there for a long time a couple of years and it's just kind of fallen off and it's kind of disappointing because I love to giggle I love to be silly on there and I miss giggling with everyone and I miss being silly on there. But on it, like, it's not like where I make my living. Like, that's not my job. But I really do enjoy it. And um, it's kind of sad that, like, our community can't really giggle <laughs> together over the crazy things that I, like, put together and make and write and put skits together. And so it's kind of sad. So I'm really hoping that it comes back. It bounces back. Like, you see accounts where, like, they're getting hundreds of thousands, millions of views. And then all of a sudden... They just kind of dropped down. And there was no reason that my views fell off. And I'm being very open and honest about this because I feel like not many people talk about it. Like the social media climb and fall. Like overnight, for absolutely no reason, your views and attention can just die down. doesn't matter if you have hundreds of thousands of followers like I do. Like it it can just, your, your views can die. But that's the thing of how I know something is like, something went wrong, maybe with my account. I definitely know that there was like an account warning that didn't make sense. And like I fought it and won because it didn't make any sense. It was like a glitch. Um, but I know like there is a problem because like my engagement is great. Like if you look, you, you can tell that by like, if you look at someone's videos, look at the likes, look at the saves, look at the shares, like look at those numbers. And if those numbers are high and the video is like, 3000 views like that's high engagement like if I have five to seven hundred likes on a video that's got like 2000 views that's incredibly high engagement especially if that video also has comments over like 15 for a video of that size like that's insane engagement and I'm getting people commenting on videos being like why is this like 
is this a fake like they people think that this is like a copycat account now and then they see the the followers they're like oh no it's like it's a weird situation I don't know quite what I'm gonna do with it have I been toying with the idea of just starting a brand new account a hundred percent it has occurred to me it's definitely occurred to me but at the same time you know, it hasn't been going on. It's been going on for like a month and a bit. It's been on for like six weeks. It's been like this. And I'm someone who would post content every single day for you guys, like skits, comedy, you name it. And I really enjoyed it. Like I'm a performer and a writer and a creative. And so like I loved having a quick outlet to just kind of get these these giggles out to the people. And it isn't happening. So do I need to start another account? Mm, we don't know. I mean, maybe I should try and just see. But you never know. Anyway, that's where I'm at. And uh, I just wanted to be kind of open and transparent about it and just like talk about it. Like if it changes, I'll let you guys know. I don't know. Is that a weird thing to talk about? I feel like it's a normal thing for me to at least talk about because that's what's going on with me. And it's very infuriating. Um because it's like I put all this energy into making skits and stuff. And quite frankly, it's it's a you have to like weigh a pro and con list when it comes to your time because like I do have a job. So <laughs> it's a weird job. Like I work in the entertainment industry, but still um, I do have to like keep living my life. And if we need to pivot, we need to pivot. I have some ideas for how if I want to pivot, I'm going to pivot. And I'm just going to say like, I think they're pretty genius ideas. So I'm excited, but I'm not going to speak on them. Not because I don't want to tell you, but just because I'm paranoid and like believe in jinxing things. And I, I like, I, I'm just, I'm paranoid. So I'm not going to say, but just know that I've got some ideas and they should, I think they're really funny. Anyway, moving on. I want to jump straight into these buckle ups, you guys. Um, the first one, I, um, I've got to be careful with what I do and don't say. Okay. Cause I, I don't know who this is, but like I had to cut out some information just because I was scared for privacy reasons. So hi Lily. My best friend is getting married and her husband to be is a horrible person. Again, I, I cut out a lot of words. This girl used, um, he calls her horrible things again, cut out words. And I am the only one she is told. I am the maid of honor. I don't know. I don't know what to do as a stance to show her. Oh, sorry. I don't want to do it as a stance to show her that I don't think she should marry someone who does this, but I'm scared it will push her away. Obviously no one else knows. So if I bail on being maid of honor, it won't be a known reason why. And it could ruin my friendship with all of her family and friends too. What should I do? Okay. (laughs) again hi you used a lot of really creative language and I'm here for it don't get me wrong express yourself it doesn't harm anyone um in this way here's here's I have some things to say look she clearly trusts you because you're the only person she's told I have been in a very similar situation it is incredibly hard to watch someone you love be abused and not acknowledge that it's abuse because that is abuse. That's verbal abuse, you know, and it's very hard to watch someone you love and care for and want to help be abused, not acknowledge it as abuse, confide in you about it and then pursue that person, like continue to want to be with them, to marry them, to have kids with them, to buy a house with them, to combine their finances, to, to continue to watch it grow. Here's the thing. Um, 
you can't do anything about it besides being there. And I will tell you the worst thing you can do as the friend, as the sister, as the mother. If you alienate yourself as the one person they have confided in, it's not going to change anything. And you being the one person they can talk to about is the one thing that can end up saving them. Because eventually they'll tell another person. Statistically, they will tell another person. Statistically, the best thing they can do is talk about it. And is for you to not, not condone it, but not come at them. Because they already have someone coming at them, right? That's that behavior from that, that partner. So I know you don't want to be made of honor. I would say, have you discussed, like, this is serious shit. Like, have you said to your friend, like, that's really not okay that he speaks to you that way and says these things and speaks to you and calls you that? Like, I would never sit there and go, oh, yeah, okay. Like, no, you need to not condone the behavior and point out that's not okay. And that's not love. And that's not real. That's abuse. That's abuse. And you don't need to live in that. And just say to that person, when you are, if you ever want to leave, when you are ready to leave, if you ever want to discuss leaving, if you ever want to discuss a way out, just know I'm, I'm here for you and I will make it happen for you. But there, you have to gauge the situation. Like I have had many women in my life been in this situation um, and it's a fine line. Because you can easily alienate yourself from them and then they won't ever come to you. And it's that thing of you actually have to, if you have it in you, some people don't, but you have to be the person that once they do decide to leave, if they do decide to leave, they will come to you and they will tell you and you can encourage them and help them. And you can be that place of support for them because they clearly trust you enough to tell it to you, right? And that is the biggest thing for that person is is telling someone like, hey, this is happening. Even when they're even if they're not acknowledging it as the abuse it is. So I would tell you, look, if you've had conversations with her when she's brought it up and told you these things and said, like, hey, that's not okay. Like, that doesn't seem like that is a healthy, loving relationship that seems abusive. Like that's not normal. Like that's not normal. That that's not okay. We shouldn't be talking to people we're going to marry like that under any circumstance. If you've said things like that, just know that eventually, hopefully, and it is a hope situation, they will leave. However, that is, I don't want to say will. It's a hopefully they will. But it can be very hard if they don't and you consistently have to watch. And sometimes if it's so consistent and it's years and they're not going anywhere, you know, it, it can take a toll on friendships and relationships and you do end up pulling away because it just becomes incredibly hard and difficult. And but you're not at that spot. What spot you're in is becoming her maid of honor. I would say to you. You need to be the maid of honor. If you have it in you, if you can do it, you need to be the maid of honor. Because most likely, you are the only person that on the off chance she does call this off, you will be the only person she goes to to say this to. And 
you kind of have to hope on that prayer. I would say push, push it as much as you can without alienating yourself or creating circumstances worse for her. But don't allow the boat to keep cruising unrocked when things are brought to you. Like if she says something else, never condone the behavior. Never, never allow it to sound normal or like you're just having a chit chat. Always talk from how severe it is. Always talk about how serious that is and how that's not okay ever and how and you don't need to say your opinions. You can simply say that's just not okay. That's abuse like that's abusive. You don't need to put up with that or tolerate that. I would encourage you to open up dialogue more about it when it's brought to you. Be careful about bringing it up cold turkey like out of nowhere. It's difficult and usually what they have told you is not the full story of what's going on. Most likely, like I, it's most likely not everything because the most likely they're scared to tell you the worst of it. So I would say be very careful. Look out for your friend. And one of the other really good things you can do is encourage her to tell other people if that opportunity arises. Like if she's close to her mom, be like, you should really talk about this with your mom. Like, I feel like you'd feel better if you talked about this and opened up to your mom about it or your sister, whoever it, whoever it is that's close to them. Because the more people they tell, the harder it is for the behavior to be accepted because it's the more people going, I'm sorry, what? That's not okay. And the more that person can realize like this isn't a behavior they have to tolerate and live with and there is a life beyond this, the better. And the more they feel like they have a way out, the more inclined they would be to leave. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying it's more likely. And it is a chance. And it is a hope on a prayer. And I hope for your friend's sake that she is able to leave this situation because no one deserves to be treated like that. I don't care who you are, what you do or what your life is. No one deserves that. So my advice to you is no, stay the maid of honor, stay, stay her friend, stay her person because she's going to need you. And if you can do it, do it. But at the same time, you can't put your life on hold. You can't sacrifice anything in your life to a great extent for her to put up with her abuser. Do you know what I mean? So you need to evaluate the situation for you. But no, I would not tell you to quit as her maid of honor as a stance that she should not marry him. That's not going to do anything. But but honestly, it'll destroy your friendship with her most likely. So I'd be careful with this one, babe. Like this has got a lot of things at play. Be very careful. Be very careful. Okay, next one. Oh my God, I forgot about this one. Okay, oh my God. Okay, this one is a little more lighter, all right? I slept with my best friend's brother. He He doesn't want to tell his sister, but I feel like I have to. We have been best friends for 10 years and I don't want a future with the brother, but he is trying to pursue me. Help. Okay, I don't know how old you are, so this is is difficult, but (laughs) tell your best friend. I'm like, what? Tell your best friend. Tell her. Like, she's your best friend, especially because you're not trying to, like, pursue the, like, you don't want anything with him. Honestly, she might be pissed. She might be annoyed. She might be grossed out. She might get really like angry about it. You never know. Some people get really freaking defensive about it. But I'm just going to say 
if I had that happen to me, I probably, and especially if they were like, and it wasn't like a continuous lie. Like they were seeing each other behind my back. Like they slept together. And then like, she was like, oh my God, I got to tell her. It was a one thing, like a one-time thing. Like I got to tell her. I would be like, holy crapoli. Okay. I'd be weirded out for a bit. I think if I ever, whenever I would leave them alone together or see them together, I'd be weirded out by it. But I wouldn't, it wouldn't ruin our friendship. I'd be like, okay. If they were lying behind my back, continuously seeing each other and lying to me and lying to me and lying to me, then I'd be hurt. Mainly because I'd be like, my best friend didn't tell me about the guy she's seeing. I don't care that it's my brother. Like what? Like tell me. So I would tell you, just tell your best friend, just screw the brother. Like he doesn't, I mean, I was about to make a joke. I won't like, he doesn't matter. Like who cares about him? He's fine. Like he's fine. Like he's clearly being a little bit toxic. He doesn't want to tell his sister. He's clearly being a little toxic. Like honesty is the best policy in these situations. Lies within like family, friends, like it's never going to work out. Like be honest, get it out there. At least once it's out there, it's out there. You don't have to worry about it getting out or not. Like, no, tell your best friend, sit her butt down and be like, okay, I have to tell you something and you might hate me and I'm willing to risk that purely because I can't lie to you. Like I can't lie to you. I need to be honest with you. You know, set it up so she understands like I would never consider not telling you this and I need I need you to know like it never I never meant to hurt you. I never wanted this to come between us, but this is what happened. Tell her everything. And just go from there. It might mess up your friendship for a little bit, but I guarantee you if she's your real friend, she is not going to stop being your best friend over this. Like if she's your real friend, she's not. And if she does, then she was never meant to be your real friend. And you'll make other real friends, I promise. So anyway, that's what I would tell. Just tell her. Like, just tell her. Like, I can't understand the benefit to not telling her. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we do pros and cons, there is no pro to not telling her. Tell her. Tell her. And then let me know how it goes. I want to know. Okay. Next. Oh, this one sent me. You guys, this, okay. I have feel like this is something I would only see on it, like with those Dr. Phil episodes. And when this one came in, I cut out a lot of details just because, um, again, I get, I don't want anyone to ever, like quite a few people listen to the podcast. I don't, I don't want anyone to ever get put in a compromising position because of it. So anything really specific I took out. But okay, here we go. Hi, Lily. My mom and husband keep spending time together without me. It's making me very uncomfortable. Okay, this started after we got married. I work and my mom helped take care of our kids. She has two kids, by the way. And my husband works from home. So her husband works from home and the mom takes care of her kids so she can go to work. It's making me feel weird. Obviously, it would be insane for something to be going on, but my gut is telling me something is off. And she gave me a couple of examples that were so specific that um, I've, I've taken out, but it, it is weird. I've never brought it up to my husband and I've never approached it with my mom, but they both talk about the other one constantly in their daily lives when I am home. What should I do? Okay. This one, okay. Okay. <laughs> I just hate that there is a world where your husband and your mother would be hooking up. <laughs> like, what? What? What, girl? No. Look. Oh, okay. I can I can do this really easily. If you feel like 
your husband would you don't trust your husband and and something is making you not trust him I would say that's an isolated situation I would tell you um and I I will sum up one of the examples she gave me basically she did a little test and she tried to see if her mother would still come over if her kids weren't home but her husband was. So she had her friend pick up her kids one morning, canceled on her mom saying, hey, you can have the day off. You don't need to come look after the kids. And um, had her friend pick up the kids, keep the kids for the day. And then she watched on the ring doorbell to see if anyone came to the house. And the mom still came to the house. Now, She said she doesn't have security cameras inside, so she doesn't know what it is. But she was also like, do I put security cameras inside? And honestly, I said yes. (laughs) Like, I responded to her email. I I gave you my take on it privately. And I said yes. I was like, you have kids. Like, honestly, you should have security cameras inside your home. That I I would. Um, Not in their bedrooms, purely for, like, cyber security reasons. But, like, in the main living areas, I would. Like, if I had a big ass house, like I would have security cameras inside my home, especially for when I'm gone, I would. So I was like, it's not really for the situation. I was like, girl, you should have security cameras anyway. But um, yeah, so so she she doesn't know why. And then she did say she confronted her husband about it in a very casual way and was just like, hey, did anyone come over today? And he said no. So he did deny that the mom was coming over when she came over. So anyway, Here's the thing. I think your gut intuition is very rarely going to be off. You're always, you might be wrong about what you're picking up on, but I think that gut intuitive thing, especially as women, I think we're very in tuned with energy and and the people around us. And I think we can tell when something isn't right. And I would never tell a woman to not listen to her gut. I would tell you, understand that your gut is picking up on something. I can't tell you it's that your husband and your mother are having an affair. I really hope that's not going on. But I would tell you, pay attention. Pay attention. Your gut's telling you something. Don't be paranoid. You don't need to be paranoid. End of the day, look at it like this. If your husband and your mother are having an affair, then you need to go live a life without either of them. Because that's completely fucked and you would have a much better life without them. Um, On the bright side, if they're not and they're just like spending a lot of time together or like you don't know. Mind you, that's pretty weird. Like that's a bit weird. But I don't know your your dynamic. Every dynamic is different. I would tell you uh, pay more attention to what's going on around you without slipping into paranoia. And I would tell you... Honestly, this is what I would do. If you, if I were you, I would just, and I don't know what you do, and I don't know how easy it would be for you to come home on a lunch break or to reschedule a shift. I don't know if you're a shift worker. I don't know. I don't know if you can slip out a couple of times randomly. If you can and just turn up at home, you'll know by their reactions. You'll know. I think also like one thing I would tell you is if you put a few security cameras up in your home, like inside your house, 
I know one person who caught her husband cheating with someone he was working with from home and she would come over to his house because she decided and she had kids. She had five children, five children. The dad worked from home and would take after the kids, look after the kids at home at the same time. And he would have this co-worker come over but she was never really his coworker. Like she, they were freelancers. Like she, they didn't work together anymore. And he lied for over a year and he would come over and he, they told, he told their kids that she was their nanny. And so that's why she was there every single day. And she caught it because one of the kids said to her and mentioned her name and like, is the nanny coming tomorrow? And she was like, what are you talking about? You don't have a nanny. And the dad had like bribed all the kids like you can't even mention her. You can't bring her up. We don't talk about her. And one of the kids did it. Um, and next thing you know, she installed nanny cams in the house because she didn't know what was going on. And she she found them playing house. So, look, I'm not trying to give give toxic advice, but I am saying your gut intuition is telling you something. You don't know what it is. You can't like cold accuse anyone of anything because that's just too much of a leap this is me trying to be logical and helpful I would say you need security cameras in your home with children these days anyway put in some security cameras in your house have it on your phone check it a couple of times see that if everything's good like you'll be able to tell like you'll be able to tell like and also if they know about the security cameras in the home um like they're not they're they're obvious sometimes they're obvious sometimes they're not all I will tell you is like they either will turn them off or you'll find them moved or you'll find that they don't go in those rooms when they should be going in those rooms like it'll be obvious so my advice to you is just like put in some security cameras gauge their reaction if your husband is weird about it if he's like no no why are you doing that then I'd also be curious about that type of reaction just be like oh like just because it's a dangerous world and like what if someone ever broke in like wouldn't we want like for when we're not here like wouldn't we want cameras like if your husband has a weird reaction to it and I you said you have security cameras on the outside of your house obviously so like he can't be weird about cameras so like I would I would gauge reactions I would just do things to gauge reactions sit back pay attention I would have conversations with your husband first and foremost um and talk to him about your relationship and where you're both at and how you're both feeling and just have honest conversations about that. I feel like one of the biggest things that is a big ick for me, we're getting into my icks, is when men, if I want to like sit down and like ask like, how are you feeling about like our relationship? Is there anything you're not getting that you need? Or, or can we talk about what maybe I'm not getting that I need? I think it's weird when people think that that's strange or like odd it's like we should people change people evolve and if you're talking about a marriage so like that's designed to last forever ideally then like you have to do the check-ins like you have to like have a scheduled situation not like time wise but like okay at least once a month we check in with each other and like talk and have a conversation about our relationship and I I think especially once you have kids it must get lost in the sauce quite a bit so I like will try and implement that with people I date pretty early on and you can tell if they find it weird I'm like you're not for me you're not for me and I will say the one guy that I was the the Oh my gosh, I got I will say like the guys who who have 
like liked it or even started it themselves. Like I've had men actually do that with me and I find it so attractive. It's like, yeah, you're, you're a keeper. Like you really are a keeper. So all I'm going to say is have some open, honest conversations. You don't need to confront him about anything, but like get into it, have a conversation, chit chat, find out what's going on with him. Maybe you don't know. You never know, but always trust your gut. Always, always, always trust your gut. It's it's not going to steer you wrong. Just don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. Don't jump to conclusions. Trust your gut, but your gut can't tell you exactly what's happening. Does that make sense? So you have to figure that out by yourself, but trust your gut. Don't ignore it because then you'll start to feel sick. Also, if your husband is having an affair with your mother, get a divorce. <laughs> get a freaking divorce and... I don't know what to do about your mom, but like, that's not great. That's not good. Any mom who would do that to their kid is truly messed up. I'm just going to say that. Um, Next, 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 next. All right. This one is weird. <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay. This next one, I have a feeling you're being catfished, babe. Okay. I met a guy online, but he doesn't want to FaceTime. We've been talking for six months. He lives in Texas and I live in California. They're not far from each other. What should I do? Do you think this is a red flag? Um, she did put in here a couple of things I took out, like, because she actually sent me screenshots. Uh, they She has seen pictures of him and she has seen... Uh, videos of him but they haven't been talking to her if that makes sense so that gave me a red flag like she sent them to me <laughs> like this girl wasn't messing around uh look here's the thing if a man doesn't want to FaceTime you there is a reason for it it's the easiest thing to do in the world also because I could see the screenshots I know he has an android look look every man I've ever dated and I used to have an android for years like, I moved to the U.S. I couldn't afford an iPhone. Like, I'd never had an iPhone in Australia. Like, I couldn't afford an iPhone at, at 17, 18. So I had Androids. I jumped from Android to Android to Android because they die faster than anything. And um, nowadays, if you don't have an iPhone, I think it's a bit of a red flag um, in most cases, mainly because, like, what's going on there. But here's the thing. I will say because of that. So the texts were green, right? It can mean that they're using a Google voice number. So they're using an internet number. So it's not their real phone number. So I sent this girl back and I said like, you need to reverse search his number. You need to find out if it's registered through a phone company. And if it is, you're fine. You'll be able to see his name. Um, if it's not, it's going to come up saying like, and I gave her a few examples of what I can say, but basically it's a, it's a internet number. It's a number he got through the internet, either for free or he's paying for it. And most like, and the only reason to do that is to disguise who you are. And, uh, I said to her, I was like, that's a red flag and you should run very, very fast. <laughs> if that comes up, do not keep talking to that person. They are trying to fool you on something. I did say like, I gave her a few tips about how to see if the pictures were taken when he says they were, um, if the videos were taken where he says they were, about reverse search imaging images to see if like profiles, Facebook profiles come up. Sometimes it doesn't work though. I said to her, you know, if this person doesn't want to FaceTime you and you want to FaceTime them, that's already a problem. 
that's already a problem. You're already having, you're not compatible. Your compatibility sucks and that's fine. He's not the guy for you. I feel like especially when we talk to someone long distance for a prolonged period of time and it's starting to not like once you're like in it, in it and it starts to look like it's not working out. We, our attachment to them is so much stronger because our attachment is through our phone and we know if it ends, we're not going to have those like doses of communication and attention and that attachment and it's going to be problematic for us and our mental state and so it's easier for us just keep something going especially when it's something that's long distance and through a phone than to end it and I will tell you it's incredibly toxic and you learn this as you get older like it's very hard to handle it's it's not healthy you know it's not real that's the other end of it it's not real unless you've met unless you make an effort to FaceTime and communicate and see each other like it's not real and uh, if he doesn't want to FaceTime you, babe, he's missing out because you're awesome. You're great. Also, you're stunning. She sent me her picture. You're beautiful. So I don't know why we would waste our time on someone who doesn't want to FaceTime us. I understand. Like, you might have feelings. However, if he doesn't want to FaceTime you, point blank, yes, for me, I would tell you, especially after this long, yeah, he doesn't. He's not who he says he is or he's hiding something from you. So... Look, end of the day, if someone didn't want to FaceTime me, I'd get the ick. I'd be like, really? Really? You don't want to FaceTime me? Like, if you, like, I'm great. Like, you don't want to FaceTime me? So, honestly, that's my opinion. I would say, explain it to him. Be like, honestly, I want someone who wants to FaceTime me because I know my worth and I know what who I am. And you don't even want to do that. I'd be like, my needs aren't being met. And it kind of starts and ends there. I'm sorry about it. I'd be straight up about it. I really would. Anyway, let me know how it goes. But yes, this is a red flag. (laughs) This is a big red flag. And I told her this. I responded to her email. Anyway, that's all I have for the buckle ups today. I I picked and chose what I wanted to talk about on here. And that's just, that's kind of, those are the ones I wanted to touch on because I felt like. I had a lot of experience with them. You guys, I'm just going to wrap up today's episode for that. I'm back tomorrow with more daily episodes. Uh, let Write in what you think about these uh, these buckle ups. I really like hearing from you guys. It, I, it makes me happy. I enjoy it. I think people think I don't read your messages. I do. It's only when you're screaming at me that I don't respond because I get, I get scared. Anyway, call into the buckle up hotline at 626-885-4940. That's 626-885-4940. Or you can email in and the email is in the description below. And I would say it out loud, but I always mess it up because it's the acronym for the things nobody tells you. And I always mess it up. Like, I don't know what it is. Anyway, I love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow with daily episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please rate, review, rate, review. Yeah, if you could leave a review, that'd be amazing. I'd really appreciate it. Just like write in the reviews, I don't know, something hilarious or a joke. Write a knock-knock joke. I'll go read it. And hit five stars because clearly I'm a five-star girly, as we can all tell. This is prime content, you guys. Okay, I love you all. Have a great day because I'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, don't do anything I wouldn't do because that just gives you so much wiggle room. You can do anything you want to (laughs) do. Love you. Bye.